Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Smell, the espresso smells so good. I've been off the coffee for how long, Santi? What do you think? A month and a half. No, comf- no, since the end of August. Two months, basically. Two months. Oh, that's pretty good. I do feel very good. So do you, uh, do you know the... Do you feel like the, you have natural energy? I've been reading, yes. I, I'm, uh, less ups and downs, obviously. But have you been... I've read about the natural... Read this book by uh, Matthew something, Why We Sleep. You know the uh, half-life of caffeine? You know the, what it does? What does well, it do? Well, caffeine can be very healthy for you as well. I'm not saying it's, it's unhealthy for you, but caffeine, 50% of the caffeine only leaves your system in about five hours. So there's a half-life to it. So after about five hours of that caffeine, there's another 50% of it that lasts another five to six hours. So if you have caffeine, say, in the morning, 10 hours later, it's still in your system at 9 o'clock at night. Oh. So it lo- lasts a long time. And there's a specific enzyme, which I don't know the name, which I was reading and listening to, that certain people can metabolize caffeine better. And some people can, and that's why it affects their system a ton. Some people can't oh, drink okay. caffeine because they can't they handle like heart it. problems and stuff. Thanks for that shot. It's served too. They can't handle the caffeine. Yeah. So, if and you, there's DNA tests for that, where if you have a certain or lack a certain enzyme, that caffeine will affect you for a while. Oh, really? I think I'm really sensitive to caffeine. I don't think I have the enzyme. That's just me. Whoa! Balls that flying pretty, through. That's pretty cool. This is. I can't believe they're serving at us, Santi. But that's all right. So you can have caffeine. And I, when I drink caffeine, I feel it immediately. My wife oh, is like, there's good. just no way. That's I awesome. think it's true. And I it was like, there's something with this. And I never knew. And I was like, there is a physical reason why caffeine affects certain people. Yeah. Some people can metabolize it better in their system. So since I've been off caffeine, to me, the energy is so even. Okay. It's amazing. It's, I good. do have like white tea and green tea, but I ice it. And that's real, a lot less caffeine. A ton oh, okay. less. When you ice something, even iced coffee, it neutralizes oh, yeah. the caffeine. Oh, it does in. it? Yeah. Ah, so a, like a straight hot black coffee has got so much yeah. more caffeine than an ah. iced coffee. So <laughs> I love these balls are hitting my chair. Dink, dink, dink. Um, so I don't know how we got on this. Oh, I smelled your coffee. Yeah. It's so good. It smells so good. Um, yeah. But I have a lot more energy. I feel a lot more even. Okay. Uh, everything. Digestion-wise, system-wise, all of it. I, I feel better, and I think caffeine is not bad for you in general, but I think everybody's different, right? Yeah. It affects people differently. Um, so that brings me to my topic anyways. Okay. If you've read this book by David Epstein called Range, good book, and I'm going to discuss it in regards to tennis terms because he mentions Federer in it as well. And that's why we'll bring up coffee and espresso and different things. So I, I consider... This book, Range, discusses the theories of saying, okay, do we concentrate on one thing? Well, let's, let's equate it to sports. Let's concentrate, or music. Let's concentrate on one specific thing. We're five years old. All I'm going to do is play the cello the whole time. Yeah. Am I going to be better at the cello in the long run, or am I going to be worse? 
So there was also a book, uh, Life of the Tiger, Worse, Marn or wait, something. Wait, hold on. Worse than who? Am I going to be... Well, then I, this is what I can it. compare yeah, was. Yeah. So this okay. is two th- different things. Like, they did a comparison of Tiger Woods and Roger Federer, right? Right. Tiger Woods was playing golf when he was three, blah, blah, blah. has been very successful. Roger Federer did a wide range of things. Played different sports, didn't do every, all. Didn't play tennis right away, you know, didn't, like, play 12 hours a day when he was five. And they're finding that the path to macro overall success for a more sample size of people, that Tiger Woods is the anomaly, and Roger Federer is more of the norm. So really the most healthiest way to be more successful, and this doesn't say don't focus on one thing eventually, but when you're starting out, you need to try a wide range of things. So they did a study of musicians and the kids that tried the trumpet, the cello, the violin, this. Then they discovered what they loved and they settled on it. Yeah. They had much more ability and aptitude to be good at it because they would practice something they liked and they wouldn't get burnt out. When a parent gives a child, and this is great to tell the parents here locally, if you give your child something to do and you tell them to do it and say, hey, you're going to play tennis at five. And you're going to play every day. Over a large sample size, that's not going to work. If you say, hey, kids, this is, you can equate this, and this is good for all parents. I guess this part of the podcast, you know, it's really just telling our local parents and everybody around, if they love lacrosse, have them play lacrosse. If they don't like tennis, don't have them play tennis. But you can equate this a simple way equated to food. What if I told you you could only eat hamburgers your whole life? That would suck. That would suck, right? Yeah. What if I told you you couldn't try anything else? It's very similar. Yeah. You want to try different things. Yeah. You want to see what you like. You want to see what you don't like. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly the same thing. If I take a five-year-old and I say, you're only picking up a tennis racket. Yeah. You're not going to play other sports. And that's it. Those kids aren't even adjusted. Like I, used to, I grew up playing. My parents had me play everything. I played kids that did not play anything else. We would go to the beach or something, and the father would take the kid off the court, or take the kid off the beach and play another five hours after we played three. That's crazy. That ki- those kids were so they hated maladjusted. It, it was such a mess. They yeah. just couldn't even... It was like they couldn't even function socially as well. It just didn't work. All of it was... They, they hated it deep down. Well, they, I think they, I, I, I think they hated their parents for it because they didn't love it. Right. So, what you got to do is give your child a wide range of choices. Have them play soccer. Have them play lacrosse. Macaron was a great soccer player. Right. They mm. tried a lot of different things. You have to do that. That range is going to be a g- big key for them to go. Oh my God, I really love this, and I want to play it. It's yeah. like anything else. When you tell someone not to read a book, guess what happens? You're, you to burn a book, a book you say you yeah. can't read this book. Guess what happens? They're going to be curious. They're going to be curious, right? It. Yeah. So it, it's, any, it's like anything. You have to take your child and you got to say, okay, I'm going to expose you to all these things. And then whatever you're good at, I'll double down on. And again, we go right back to employees. If I tell you, listen, you have to do, uh, you got to wash the roof every day. Like, it's the stupidest thing. You, that's yeah. not what you're good at. That's not what you're great at. Yeah. I, my job is to listen, understand, have you do a wide range of things, and go, okay, something's good at this. Let's double down on it. You're enjoying yeah. it. Okay. 
it's very rare because you only see the successes of Tiger Woods. You only see that. All the failures you don't see. So you're like, oh, my God, this guy, this, these 10 people did this and they succeeded. Well, how about the 30,000 people that just hate their parents mm-hmm. and they're not successful? Yeah. Agassiz did the same thing in his book Open. His father forced him to do this. He hated tennis. It really was not a good environment, but he got himself through it. He said, I got to get through it to be successful. Yeah. But it wasn't a good relationship. But think about all of those relationships that are nasty, and the kid never makes any money and never is successful. So you got a terrible relationship. And you resent your parents in the long run. You resent your parents, mm-hmm. and you have no career in this. So Range is a good book for that. I think it's very, very key. And there was another chapter in the book which was quite interesting how some of the most successful musicians, and I, I, this is a long time ago, I can't, I'm going to get all the dates wrong, 1700s, were from homeless shelters. So people would drop the kid off to a homeless shelter, and this homeless shelter was just exposing them to all these different things, all this different music, all these different things to try, and, they, and then all of a sudden, they found what they loved, and they, and they instead of just keeping this narrow focus, you need your narrow focus when you find the thing you love. You right. can't, if you don't know what you want yet, you cannot have this narrow focus because it's coming from an outside source that's telling you to have that narrow focus. I mean, I was, like, when I was a kid, I had older brothers. I mean, we played baseball. We played football. We played basketball. We played soccer. We really did everything. Uh, and that was enough. I mean, I was, I guess I started taking tennis lessons. God bless you, something. I was starting to take tennis lessons when I was 10. Like, and that, so that's still young, but that 10 years or that seven, five years, say, when I was 5 to, to 10 is a, is a big range to try different things. No, and I wanted good. to stick with it. I remember taking my first tennis lesson with my brother. And my brother didn't want to do it anymore, and I liked it. And that was it, right? It yeah. was pretty simple that I wanted to do. And, of course, you always go back and forth. You always want to be a pain in the ass as a kid and say, you don't want to do it, I don't want to play, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and all those things. But that's not really... I don't remember that. That's not what I, that's not what I remember. Okay. I remember playing a sport that I like. So I think the biggest point here today is to tell parents to expose their kids to as many things as they can. Yeah. Whether it be sports, whether it be music, whether it be... Uh, different education styles because you want that kid number one to be well-rounded but number two to pick something that they like yeah that's if you really pigeonhole important. them it's just going to create animosity and it's the and then listen it's very hard then it's the child's job or not the child but as you get older your job is to tell your parents if you piss them off it's okay but you got to tell your parents look i want to have a good relationship with you in the future and this is hard for kids yeah I don't like this right now. This is what I want to do. But you can't just tell your parents, I don't want to do this. You have right. to give them an alternative. You can't just say, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, Say, yeah. listen, this is what I really love, and I'd like to try this. And I think we'll have a better relationship, and I'll be good at it. You cannot. I know. That's so hard to say. Yeah, it's very to... sounds very mature. I know you're looking yeah, at me like yeah. you're crazy. I'd never do that. But you, and I tell, I tell kids, you can't just say no to your parents. Right. So it works both ways. Parents right. have to give them a range. But the parents, just you just can't say, no, I don't want to do it. Right. Show some interest. 
tell me what you want to do. Tell me you have an idea. Don't just say no. Because that's just dumb, too. Yeah. You know, because then you blame your parents for everything. It's all their fault. That's all bullshit. You don't want to do any of that. You want to say, oh, look, I appreciate you. And then kids look at me like crazy. I appreciate, Mom, you interested in wanting me to try this. But this is what I really like. Yeah. They just have your best interests at heart. They really do. Listen, we're all messed up in a way. Parents are messed up, too. But they really, 90% of them really want best for their kids. Mm. And they're just shooting at the dark trying. Trying yeah. to figure out what they what you may like. That makes sense. So keep a wide range. Try a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, I've had. What do you think? Um, yeah. I've had. You know, I teach a lot of kids tennis here. So I've had a lot of the kids. Like you know, some are interested, some some semi interested, and some really love it. Uh, the ones that are you know semi interested, uh, you can tell that like oh you when you start talking to them one on one like oh yeah what'd you do this weekend they're like oh I did this I did that um, you know you find out what they really like. And then, you know, you tell them, like, if you really like that, you know, you should do more of what you really like. If it's a sport or if it's yeah. an art or, you know, music, whatever. Um, even if it's just reading or studying, you know, if you really like education or learning, then that's great. Yeah. You know, double down on those type of things because you'll enjoy it a lot more. Don't force yourself, you know, come play tennis if you enjoy it. But, you know, don't tell your, you know, tell your mom or dad, like, you know, I really like ice skating i really like hockey yeah. i like whatever you know and i want to do that more than i want to do yeah. tennis and that's okay because you would put way more energy and effort into something you really like yeah. rather than something that you're forced or not necessarily forced to do all the time yeah. you know and as you get older maybe you've been stuck doing tennis for a while and then you want to try other things or you feel like you're in a rut and you have to keep doing it just because your parents spent some money making you do it um, and that's not, you know, in the long run, you're not going to, if you're not passionate about it, yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're saying that's the same how thing. I found tennis but that, I know. will tell kids again, mm -hmm. you can't be like, hey, uh, you know, I want to do this and then do it until you're 30 and not make any money. Your parents are footing the bill. You can't do that shit either. Yeah. Like you have to be, hey, if you want to do this, yeah. take a second job. Or take a job, figure out how to pay for it. Like, oh, yeah. you can't do that either. You can't be like, hey, my mom won't let me be what I want. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, make yeah. any money, but they can pay for it. No, they can't. Like they, a starving artist. That's not the way yeah. it works either. Like, yeah. you want to try. I'm not telling kids to say, do what you want, and mommy will pay the bill, or daddy will yeah. pay the bill. That's not the way it is. You have to, like, you want to really do something. You really want to figure it out. You really want to do something that doesn't make much money in the beginning. Then you're going to have to figure out how to live. Right. Figure out how to do it. You can't expect them to foot the bill. If they say, hey, uh, we'd like you to do this and you don't like it, then you got to figure out how to pay for it. Like, it, uh, yeah. it doesn't work that way. It yeah. works both ways. So be very careful about that. If you really love what you do, you can figure out how to make money at it. Like, you will be able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but try a lot of different things. And, and to me, that's what college for. Can be, to me, college is like a fantasy, right? It's being paid for. I tell every kid, that's the biggest networking area you can. you got four years to try everything, do mm -hmm. different things, There's start so a little business. Clubs, too. And yeah, like clubs, make, to do, don't, sports to do. Some kids put their head down, get all A's, and don't meet anybody. Yeah. And they I focus know. on one thing. That's what they were saying in this book. These 
kids are not learning in school wide ranges of stuff. They're learning their one area of expertise, and that's not really good enough. Yeah. You need a wider range. So that's why when you go to school, take all these different classes, meet all these different people, meet as many people as you can. You know, how many talks they have at school where you could meet? Like Bill Gates is talking at Harvard. Like, I mean, that's an extreme, right? Go to all those talks, too. They're free. Yeah. Your parents are paying for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so go to all those talks. Meet all those people. Work, work in the summer for a startup. Do something that you have different experiences at because that's the only kind of window of you're, not, you're an adult, but you're not an adult because you're being paid for it to be able to test a wide range of things yeah. and to be able to settle on. I tell every kid, start a, you know, I mean, you, I mean, start a little business in school. Why don't you? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? If you're yeah. studying and stuff like that, it's kind of in its land. You're, you're going to do your job. You're going to look for, you're going to have your studies that you're going to do, but experiment and try different things. Yeah. And it may not be a business. It may be saying, uh, I want to, uh, I don't know, take, take pictures or take photos or yeah. anything. Uh, being part of a chess club. I have no yeah. idea. There's it so many different anything. clubs. Yeah. Like when I was in college, there's so many different things in clubs yeah. and clubs. And organizations that you could do. You could do like nighttime soccer with people. You could do like an art club. You could do a movie club. You do rock climbing. Anything. Pretty much anything that they that exists, somebody's made a club for it because somebody wants to do it, wants to share yeah. their love for it. And then you do have those kids who study all the time and then they're just, but then when they're relaxing, they're like sitting there playing their instrument yeah. or playing their video game because that's what they do to relax. Um, and, you know, maybe they found that's what they enjoy, you know. Can, but you other can kids, make money doing yeah, that, too. Yeah, and other kids, you know, you got to find what, especially college kids and young adults who are trying to find a job that they like. Yeah. The struggle, I remember when I was in my 20s, it was like, oh, I got to find my perfect job. I got to, you know, and it's like there's probably no perfect job unless you create it yourself somehow, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you got to dabble at things you might work at a company for a year or two you might not like it you switch to companies it's fine to switch and it used to be taboo where you can't you shouldn't switch and it looks bad whatever no do what you want yeah well that's find, normal now find, people yeah. switch, all the, switch time. all the time because companies don't have as much loyalty to the, yeah, to the person anyways it used to be yeah. my father worked for ge for 50 years right yeah, yeah. they took care of you yeah it changes now yeah Wait. that's understandable you you had me thinking of something so college wide range of stuff like if you read an article for the last three quarters, last three semesters, college enrollment is down across the oh, nation. Really? Why do you think that is? That's, I, I'm actually, I'm not surprised. I think that's awesome. Because I'm not saying you need college, but a lot of things that people are interested in, you can, if you can do it yourself or uh, be passionate about it and build a career around yeah. it, you know, then that works too. But also, I feel like people are slightly depressed after COVID. People are like a little down. Okay, okay, sure. That, those are but, my two arguments, but I guess. There's two. But to me, if our enrollment was down three seasons in a row, mm-hmm. what did you think we would discuss? What like, we if we discuss, came in yeah, and we yeah, had yeah. a terrible fall, yeah. we yeah. lost money winter, we lost money in the spring. We have to see if people actually want to play tennis mm-hmm. in general. You know, maybe there's something else that people are interested in. Um, and if people are not interested in college, maybe they're not learning the right things or not giving them the right tools. My, my or, first inclination would be like, what am I doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Colleges yeah. got to realize what they're doing it's wrong. It's robotic. What Think they about yeah. how expensive it is. Yeah. 
And are you getting the value out of that expense? So you have to be very careful. College is a business like anything else. Right. It's not a right. It's a it's a privilege to do it. So if it's seventy grand a year, and you have an English degree, and you come out making forty thousand bucks a year after you just paid seventy thousand, like you have to look at the value that you get back. You have to be really careful for schools. They have to look at they're running a business. They're saying, hey, uh, we got to make this more valuable. What's going on? Kids aren't enrolling. Kids are coming out of school sometimes. They're going back to technical schools, which are huge. Yeah. Plumbers. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we they need, make a lot of money. We, we need a, we, make a lot of money. But, and there's a lack of them because yeah. all of these kids now in our generation are the kids that are getting older. These kids now, the millennials, they're all looking for Internet jobs, cybersecurity jobs, uh, computer right. science jobs. There's not enough technical jobs anymore. We need people to fix things. Right. And there's a huge value in that. We're losing that. And really... Technical schools were huge in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Now they're going to come back mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, if Google starts its own school, all these people start their own school, I see Google starting to pluck kids out when they're 18 and 19. Yeah. Go, we'll teach you what you need to learn. We yeah. think you have an aptitude. You're smart. If that happens and colleges and investment banks don't require degrees, if they start to do that, it's going to be a big issue for colleges. Yeah. Because what if... Now look at I mean I've seen kids get recruited, they start a business at nineteen, this is an anomaly. And the MIT goes, Listen, uh, you're in already or you can go for free, but Google comes, hey, we're gonna hire you. Yeah. Who's gonna you're gonna take that job? Yeah. Why yeah. would you Google's gonna teach me everything anyway, and that's where Correct. I wanna work for anyway in the so long run. These schools have schools have gotta be careful. That's why they have to provide a super range of things. And they have to lower the price. They're going to have to start lowering the price. What's going to happen is just like society, the technical schools are going to be successful. Harvard, the name brands will always be there like Nike and all those things. But everything in the middle is going to be in trouble. Like you're not going to pay 50 grand to go to a medium range school. You're just going to go in the workforce. So that's a whole other thing that schools have better be careful. And I think school is very valuable. Uh, Poo-pooing school Medical degrees, engineer degrees, you know, things that you need school for. Sure, you yeah. got to be very careful. These liberal arts degrees, yeah. where you're not really guaranteed anything after after work. Yeah. You know, usually if you become a if you go to medical school, you'll probably be a doctor. It's going to yeah. happen. So, schools have got to be careful. They have to realize it's a business like anything else. They used to have. I mean, think about school, right? Right. How much is an application? Sixty, ninety bucks. Yeah, yeah. So say you apply to 10 schools, you don't get into eight. You don't get that money back. No. You know how much schools make millions of dollars just on the applications? applications. Yeah. because And you have to fill out an application for the right to pay money to go to that school. Yeah. They've created an incredible system. Yeah. Uh, they better appreciate it and make sure that the value... I, I'm waiting for a school to cut tuition. I'm <laughs> waiting for one <laughs> of the first schools to cut it and say, hey, Lower this is too expensive. Yeah. I mean, but... So we talked about a lot of stuff today, but really try a lot of things. Make sure you're getting the value out of school. And again, don't shit on your parents. Do your thing. Like parents need to, both people, but parents need to, you know, not force their kid to do one thing. But the kids can't just be like, you know, I want to be a free spirit and uh, give me money. Can't do that either. Um, So basically the overall topic is if your kid, listen, if your kid doesn't like tennis, don't have him play. We've been through this and I've, been through parents and I've said, listen, I don't think this is for your kid or your son or your daughter. They're not having a good time. 
They don't come here, and I always tell every parent, why we tell them to do a trial? I tell, I tell them to do a trial. I say, I call them on the phone, or they talk to me on the phone. I say, do a trial because it is a commitment. It's 14 weeks, and the last thing you want to do is have to drag your kid here. Mm-hmm. Have the trial. Have them try it. Have them say yes to it. Have them engage in it. Mm-hmm. Instead of you saying, you're doing this class, you have to be here. Yeah. I don't care about the business is not important. It's about having people here that want to play and want to enjoy it. So come to a trial, enjoy the class first. And then when your kid says, I want to do it, it's a win. Then yeah. your kids come. You know, the worst is when you have to drag your kid. I've done it with my son, too. You try to put him in a camp. and He's like, I hate this shit. I don't want to go. Yeah. I'm like, I got to drag him every day because I spent the money, blah, blah, blah. It's worse when you have to teach a kid that doesn't want to be there. I know. That's True. even worse. Do uh, it's the worst. It's yeah. the worst. The kid. So that's why we tell parents when they even say, "Oh, the kid said he wants to do it," and then in three weeks they don't want to be here. Like, well, see, I don't think your son wants to be here. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think it's best if he doesn't come because it's it creates a negative environment everywhere. A negative environment in your house. A negative environment here. The kid doesn't the kid doesn't appreciate. It. He's not happy. And then we also appreciate the person spent this kind of money and say, "Listen." Take this money back. It's not working. It's not about the money. It's about what's important, about what's happy for the kids. So that's a big deal. So that's how we whittle this down to what we do, too, inside of the range. Make sure your kid buys into the class and that they enjoy it. That's all I had to say today. Next week, we have a good topic about mental preparation, but a little teaser. How do you handle a group and you're in it and the fourth person is just a mean, mean person. How do you oh, handle that dynamic with dealing one. with okay. it in Pickle? Pickle especially. Pickle, we'll talk about Pickle. Yeah, we yeah. deal with it. So we'll talk about that next week. But the answers and the actions, everybody. Santi, it's great to see you as always. Your perm still looks fantastic, oh, by the way. <laughs> I have a wedding tomorrow. So Look at I'm you. About to look Where's good. the wedding? Uh, somewhere in North Jersey. One of my close friends from That's high nice. school. Is yeah. he happy? Like Excited? Is it a like chick. nice relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really nice. That's nice. Really good couple. Good. Sweet. Sweet Your people. age. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you, 32 now? I am 33. So 33 Steve. was your yeah. birthday. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. old. <laughs> you're not old, something. Something you're yeah. out of your mind. I feel old. No, yeah, you know, uh, you know, know, guess what it is. Second quarter of your life, basically. That's I it, guess. buddy. Yeah. Second. <laughs> Second quarter. All right, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves, share it.